First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoitka, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast your favorite podcast. Thank you for clicking and being here with us this week. Pot of the everyman. I'm Jordan here with Drew. Drew, how are you, sir? Just watched a shorthanded Sixers for the second game in a row get the W. So I'm feeling spicy. I'm feeling Ooh. on fire like my man Seth Curry. Yeah. over 60% from three. Oh, yeah. Spicy. Oof. Like, what a you know time. How- you know how you order, like, what, Chinese, or was it Chinese or Japanese, and they, they ask you how spicy, like, 1 to 10? Like, wh- where are you on a 1 to 10? I'm at 11. That's how high <laughs> I am. Oh, damn, son. And it's, damn. And it's undisputed week. Oh, my gosh. That means what a big week. That means we're going to be 70 bucks later after buying that paper. Probably, you know, we're probably going to spend, uh, what, Close to uh, five, six hundred dollars this year on total. <laughs> With us left, luckily, luckily a bunch of a bunch of good ones are on DAZN, which we already pay for. So we yeah, uh, we don't have to pay extra for that. But and uh, let's not forget the biggest biggest event of, of this week that's taking place. What's that? We're going to the garden. Going, going to, to the, the garden. garden. Listen, Madison Square Garden. A wise man named Bret Hart once said. Madison Square Garden, it's not a church, but it's holy ground. And we're going to we... be seeing our man, Vasily Lomachenko, Richard Comey, December 11th. God willing, nothing bad happens. Please, sports gods, please, sports gods, please, sports gods. We are the jinx of all jinxes, but oh, yeah. we have our tickets. Let's go. Xander Zayas, Big Baby Anderson. Basically, not, there's not one person on this card that we don't like, so it's uh, oh. it's gonna be both our first first fight, live fight, right? My first live fight, for yeah, sure, mine yeah. too, yeah, mine too. Oh, and, uh, oh. oh yeah, we got hashtag some, can't wait. Give got, Bart Scott his money on that one. We got some sexy seats. We're gonna be ro- right. we're gonna be rolling in style. Oh, I can't wait! All right, without further ado, let's assume positions. Ready, Drew? Ready. Three, two, one. I have a bottle of... It's my last Oktoberfest from Erdinger, brewed in Bavaria, Germany. What do you have, sir? I've got a uh, Cuba, Cubre Libre, Hold the Libre. <laughs> okay. Which is a rum and coke, Hold the Rum. <laughs> so. Nice. Having having some uh, some back issues over here today, so no uh, no booze for me. So I'm gonna be drinking with you in spirit, my man. All right. Then when did I do that? Last week or the week before? When I was uh, all a couple of weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. But I can drink diet cokes with the best of them. I will I will drink you under the table with diet cokes. It's actually kind. Of, well, usually Pepsi Max is usually your drink. I I fluctuate. Yeah. So, like Tyson Fury drinking uh, 35 Diet Cokes a day. <laughs> <laughs> In between his seven masturbation uh, sessions. Just, <laughs> God, I love that guy. There's not enough that, time in a day to accomplish <laughs> all these things. <laughs> remember that guy on Twitter that, that, that uh, said Tyson Fury wasn't good for boxing? What a clown. Ah, Eddie Hoodles. 
Oh man. All right. Well, quick order of business. Um, if you Knocking missed the, boots. if you missed uh, Jerron Boots Enos, uh, don't worry. A lot of people did, <laughs> <laughs> including because, yourself, <laughs> including myself, because uh, he was. Firstly, he was the co-main, which is just ridiculous how he wasn't the main Did event. Did not realize that. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, Boots got to be coming on soon. I was assembling uh, this new desk I got, this new fancy desk. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be coming on in any couple minutes here. And Drew's like, hey, Boots is about to come on. So I, I, I tighten the last couple screws. I turn around. I flick the TV on. And his opponent is attempting to get off the mat. And it's just like, what? what like what happened so yeah he he knocked ko first round i mean they gotta get this guy some opponent here eventually <laughs> he's got juice man he's got juice uh yeah listen it was uh I don't, I don't even think it went two minutes the first round uh he completely used his opponents i don't even remember what the guy's freaking name was delorme delorme yeah, or something he, he completely used that guy's aggressiveness against him and gave him a touch-touch, chopped wood punch right right to the temple, knocked him down. Yeah, there and, are so many Gof Prom Night parallels with everything you just said. Right? Oh, God. you think It's as if I write these things down to see if you're going to catch them and make the, <laughs> uh, make the connections over the, the two-hour pod. But, yeah, it was <laughs> – he knocks him down, and he the guy that guy was toast. You, we we all know the, the shots to the temples are the ones that completely just mess mess with your equilibrium, give you the spaghetti legs. And uh, Boots is just a he's a savage man. Like if when he smells blood, he goes after you. So he's like he's like how Joshua used to be, where Joshua would go after you and was willing to take shots back. And Delorme actually caught him with a a quick right, even after he got buzzed. I saw but that. Bo- yeah, Boots just shook it off and then just just closed the show. Um, so he's awesome. I guess I think that's twenty nine and zero now because I think he was twenty eight and zero. He's never lost a round. In his professional career, which is insane, never lost a round. Uh, yeah, PBC. I, I, st- I don't. He's got to be PBC. I wish I knew better, like the affiliations with all the co-promoters. But they got to put him in the ring with somebody now. It's no more of this light work. It, like it's time. The guys. He's you know. You, you have thirty professional fights and not get a big name is ridiculous for as good and talented as he is. Um, I and I, I was t- I was taught in early. He's school. at one forty seven, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's yeah he's welterweight, so he's in there with Spence, Porter, Crawford, Ugas, uh, Thurman, a uh, lot of well, basically the best Virgil Ortiz, the best division in boxing, I think, bar none. Um, it, it's time. I was taunting Earl Spence on Twitter. Not that yeah, I mean, guy knows a, a taunt from the Two Beers podcast handle is gonna get matches matches made. Um, but I, I, there's, there's, why, like, throw him in the water. Why not? If he wants the fight, I mean, Earl Spence by time he's supposed to be back in February. Boots is Boots will be able to get back in the ring pretty quickly here after that one round fight. Put him in the ring. I mean, unless unless Spence is scared, why not? They're not PBC's not or or Golden Boy's not going to put Virgil Ortiz in the ring with him. That's not going to happen because they they're going to want him. That's their guy now with Ryan Garcia's not or sorry, Jester Garcia's nonsense. So like they they've got to keep their, you know, their uh, stallions protected. So that won't happen. So the only realistic fight 
to me is Spence because Ugas has a mandatory that he tried to get out of to fight Spence and uh, they wouldn't let him. So no reason that fight shouldn't be made. Uh, let's let's get it done. Be good for boxing. And if Ennis loses, like who cares? It's one loss. Like he'll he'll get better from it, and then uh, you know he'll 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 get him next time. Yeah. On that note, um, I think I. My note coming in was let's not spend more time talking about it than the fight lasted, and I think we managed to do that. So fair enough. Uh, fair Boots enough. Boots was awesome. He needs to fight somebody good. Now on to the main entree. Nom 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 nom. Canelo, uh, disputed champion of the world, at 168 pounds. Canelo never happened before. Yeah, yeah never happened before at 168. Canelo versus Plant. Um, Caleb Sweet Hands. Plant. God, I love that nickname. Um, that was your nickname in college. You got that um, right. So, yeah, I, uh, dude, do you want to lead this off, or do you want me to lead this off? My my analysis is a little quick. Well, I'll hit the tail of the tape here. Um, okay. Before we get into it, so we got Caleb Plant, twenty one fights, twenty one and 0, uh, twelve knockouts. He is the IBF middleweight champion. Uh, he's twenty nine. He's six foot one. 74 inch reach fighting out of uh he's from nashville which is kind of cool he's fighting out of vegas so that's sweet hands those are his tape that's his tape and then we got canelo who it's so crazy that canelo is only 31 when he's got he's he's got over like 55 professional fights i think it's like 62 or something oh sorry 59 this is going to be 60 for him um he's got a couple draws the one loss to mayweather and then uh his wins but he's got the other three titles plus the ring magazine He's 31, he's 5'8", and he's got a 70-and-a-half-inch reach. So he's given up roughly, what, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 5 inches in height. 6'1 <laughs> versus 5'9", is that what you said? 6'1 versus 5'8", yeah. Yeah, and then, 5 inches. And, and then 3-and-a-half inches in reach. So it's no ghost. And Canelo's fought 11 guys that are taller than him, I think. Um, or something. It's, it, yeah, he's no stranger to fighting bigger guys at this point in his career. So I don't think the height and the reach is necessarily going to be a problem for him. I think it just when he's fighting the bigger guys, it just takes him a couple of rounds to really start, um, you know, doing his Canelo work. But I'll, I'll lead it off, and then you can you can chime in. Um, sure. It, there's no doubt that Caleb Plant is a tremendous underdog. I'll be interested to see what you have as the odds for, for the fight. I can't wait to tell you the odds. I mean, he hasn't, he has no, I mean, his biggest win is when he won the title because he was an underdog. I forget the guy's name that he beat, but I mean, you know, he went the distance with, uh, Caleb Truax, who's kind of past his prime. You know, he's not even, you wouldn't even say that guy's name in the same book as Canelo, uh, you know, Truax. And he, he couldn't stop him. He pretty much pitched a shutout, but you know, it's not like he, you know, he closed him out like we just saw Boots do. Um, so he'll be a heavy underdog. I think Here's, he won the belt off of Uzga Tegui. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, he's got a great story. You know, he's fighting. You know, he lost. Uh, he lost his daughter you know, four or five years ago. Promised her that he was going to become heavyweight champion, and then he had, he did that. Not heavyweight. Sorry, <sighs> the champion of the world. Be, become a world champion. I, I gotta. Well, I'm like you with that with the weight classes. I keep saying. <laughs> I just call everyone. The, I'm in the. I'm in, everyone I'm who's in, the uh, champion is the heavyweight champion. I can never get out of Rocky mode. Where like every 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 fight's a heavyweight championship fight. Uh, but listen, here's what I like. I like. He's a tough guy. 
Like I like his I like his swag. He's got plenty like like Saunders had swag, but like Caleb Plant's got like tough guy swag, which I like. Um he's got a really, really good Chris jab. And he's got Sorry, that was box wreck out of out out of the blue. Oh man, which did you pay for some some advertising there? I have no idea. Sorry about that. <laughs> Two beers podcast brought to you by Box Rec. Uh, oh, now we're gonna <laughs> now we're gonna get sued. Um, he has a really good jab, and he's got that weird up jab. Remember we watched him in the Truex fight, and he kept throwing that weird like angled jab that we couldn't figure out what the hell it was called. Oh yeah, he does that, which is really interesting because not a lot of fighters do that. Um, and he's got a lot of four five punch combinations that are really creative. Um, the one thing he doesn't have, which I think is going to be a de- you know, the biggest detriment to him in this fight. He just doesn't have a lot of pop, a lot of power. Yeah. And I think I think to keep Canelo from from stalking forward, I think you need to have some good power like Triple G had that's going to, you know, make make him more cautious before trying to cut off the ring around you. And I I, I don't think Plant has that. Um the other thing that worries me about Plant is while and I know I I think I texted you this right after and tweeted out right after the, or during the Truex fight, as as creative and awesome as some of his combinations are, he just when he throws them in, he leaves the kidneys and the liver mm-hmm. just wide open. Mm-hmm. And and I mean we've said it for every Canelo preview. Like that's where that's you know that's where his lunch money is, man. Like Canelo, it just goes to work on those things. He fills that basement up with water, and then he goes for the head and goes for the knockout. So, I think though for those reasons alone, I think that it's it's a huge uphill battle for Plant to beat Canelo. Um, yeah, that's I mean that's that's Plant. You know, I mean Canelo, you know, he's arguably the pound for pound best fighter in the world. He's, you know, he's, he's a defensive fighter that knows when to be aggressive and is selective with his shots because he's that good. Like he only needs to throw 15 punches or less in a round because he's going to connect on half of them because he's that good. Um, great head movement. Um, his timing's awesome. I, I won't go. I mean, we've done so many canal because he's fought, you know, for, this will be his fourth fight in what? 14 fourth months. Fight, fourth yeah. fight of this year. Uh, that's right. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Because he fought. Yeah, he fought. Uh, it was December when he fought Callum Smith. So yeah, which is nuts. Four times a year, which nobody, you know, outside of Navarrete, like I can't even think of anybody else who's who's done no. that recently. Which is awesome. So that you know, he he wants to make history here by winning, by unifying and being undisputed four belt champion at 168, which nobody's done. Uh, no Latino fighter has ever been an undisputed champion. Which I just I just saw that on the. Uh, showtime all access uh wow. specials they did on them which is pretty cool so this is all about history like are these guys with the belts like the best competition at 168 you know they're, they're there they're you know they're not benavides they're not charlo but that's his goal he wants to put his name in the history books and that's his goal so that's canelo what uh what's your breakdown of the fight all right on top of what you said um i went back to watch um uh plants last couple fights and <clears throat> The thing, his his style is that he keeps a very low guard. It almost really isn't a guard. He keeps yeah. his hands very low, and he has a little bit of the Floyd Mayweather shoulder. What he does well is he keeps the Philly his, shuffle or whatever. He keeps his chin tucked to his his left shoulder. He stands orthodox, 
Okay. And he and he has a good jab. Um, and so I think to have any kind of success, he needs to be quick with that jab and and keep Canelo at distance. But quite honestly, when he does that, he he stands a little bit more sideways than than what you would ex- expect a normal boxer to do. And when he does that, he is going to severely open up his his kidney shot. Yeah. Um, not only that, but when he throws, he leaves. He honestly leaves his head wide open as well. Um, I, I, the the combo I'm looking for is right hand kidney, left hand upper uppercut, right hand cross to the left side of Plant's face from Canelo. You're talking about Canelo. Canelo yeah, on Canelo. Plant. On Plant. Yeah. 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 So I think I think Plant um, is going to try and do his usual thing where he keeps his guard low. You know, kind of gets on his toes, and and he's very, he is very quick. He has great combinations. I just don't see, like you said before, Canelo is so slick defensively, and his reaction time is yeah. pretty much unmatched, other than maybe Tyson Fury right now. That I, I just I don't think Caleb Plant's normal stuff is going to work, and so. Like he better have that jab ready to keep Canelo off of him, and he does have the reach, so that that could that could help. Yeah. But I think he's gonna try to do his normal. Canelo's gonna slip, slip, right hand to the kidneys, left hand uppercut, right hand uh, uh, hook, and that's gonna be big trouble for Caleb Plant. Yeah, and I think I, I think it'll be similar to the Saunders fight, where I think Plant might get a round or two in yes. the first five. Um, by just keeping him at bay with the reach, and really just can I don't want to say Canelo giving the I always hate saying giving the rounds away, but Canelo is not going to he's not going to make a mistake. Like he's going to he's going to do what you he's going to do do an Usyk a Lomachenko. He's going to download download where he where his distance has to be in the ring. What you're going to do when he does you know when he does his, his feints, um, the way he moves his head. You know he's he's going to be selective early, and so Plant Plant will have the opportunity with his jab to rack up a couple early rounds. Did you ever listen to the Porterway podcast previewing I, this fight? I, I I did not this for this week. Um, Port. So Sean Porter is buddies with Caleb Plant. Yes. Um, yeah, they train out of the same like. Place-ish. Yeah, they train together. In so he he said that um, number one, he he thinks that Caleb Plant has more pop than people realize. I disagree with him. Yeah. Um, he said that he thinks Caleb Plant is going to pile up the rounds early, and then Canelo's going to be like, oh, crap, I need to turn it on. And then that's the point where you'll see like what Caleb Plant is made out of. I don't see that happening at all. What I see happening is that Caleb Plant, like you said, maybe gets a round or two, but I think very quickly Canelo kind of slips and counters and wakes Caleb Plant to be like, no, you're not getting these rounds early. I'm, I came to play today. And I, and I I think that Caleb Plant like Caleb Plant might take a round or two, but like I think best case scenario after eight Caleb Plant is tied four four. I think more likely Caleb Plant maybe takes round one or two, and Canelo is se- severely hurting him by the end of four or five. Yeah, so he's yes okay. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just, I just don't see the pot. Which again, I mean, it's if you're, if you're, that's hit, a problem. If that's you're effective, if you're effectively hitting somebody, like like Usyk, for example, who like everyone said he didn't have heavyweight power, but like when he's hitting you with the same punch like five, six times, and like starting to wear on you, like the, you feel those punches. But like Canelo just is so good defensively, 
like I, I don't know that it's you're not gonna able work. To, I don't know that you're able to do that. So it's not gonna work. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll have to go back and listen to to that to see what he was saying. But yeah, I so I have I, I think I just like plants toughness. I got it going. That, that's di- that's the last note I had was. I see this going very similarly to the BJ Canelo BJ Saunders fight, yeah. except for I th- Saunders had more pop, but Caleb Plant has way more heart than Billy Joe Saunders, and he's more. I, I th- he's he's a little more uh, like crafty. Saunders. Sa- yeah, Saunders was a very. I know. I know. I know. Orthodox Plant is boxer. more. I know P- Plant is more crafty, but that low guard is trouble against Canelo. It's yeah. big trouble. Big 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 trouble. I'm gonna my my prediction, and we can do, we can do the odds after after okay. we predict it. I think Canelo. I'm gonna pick him to win on the cards. I think it's more. I think it's more likely he does get a stoppage. But I just I just really like the toughness of Plant. So I wanna I wanna think it goes all twelve. I think Canelo wins something like eight to four. I think it. I think I think he just. I think I think it's like two two early. And then I think that you know Canelo like pretty much clean sweeps almost the the rest of the fight. I do think there's gonna I do think he'll knock him down. I think he's gonna give him one body one body shot too many and Plant's gonna go down. But I think he'll get up and he'll find a way to finish the fight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Canelo on the cards. I'm saying Canelo either by KO or TKO. I'll be shocked if it reaches the tenth round. Okay. Yeah. I mean no, I think I I, will. I I like I, your... I will not be shocked if it if it if it's like the fifth or sixth round, my my brain my brain tells me your what you have is more likely what's going to happen. I just I just listen about plan I like, so I just I I want to think that he'll he'll find a way to to bite down and at least go the full twelve. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the odds? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say over under. Did you have an over under on rounds? Well, yeah. I'll get to that. So okay. So okay. so first, Canelo just to win. Minus one thousand one hundred fifteen, yeah. Caleb Plant to win plus six fifty, prohibitive favorite, yeah. prohibitive. Yeah. Um. Over under on rounds. What, um, what do you think? Nine and a half. That's yep. Nine and a half. God, I'm so good. Over is minus one hundred six. Under is minus one twenty five. So okay. the betters are favoring the under there, pretty yeah. substantially. Okay. To to go the distance plus one sixty five to to not go the distance minus two thirty. Okay. Okay. Here's the props. Ready? Canelo by KO, or or any Canelo by stoppage, minus two hundred. Canelo on the cards plus two twenty. Okay. Caleb Plant by stoppage plus fourteen hundred. Caleb Plant on the cards plus eleven hundred. God, it's almost uh, it's almost worth throwing a ten ski on a uh, Plant by stoppage. Why? Because <laughs> if he wins, he's gonna win because he's gonna catch him with something. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just no. I'm just saying, yeah, to 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 get silly with some cash. Uh, what I should have done was what was the odd, what was the Buster Douglas odds? Uh, like, was like forty two to one? Isn't that what the uh, that's oh, so the, that's, that's I think that's what the name of the thirty for thirty was forty two to one. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's it's not quite that. This is six and a half to one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, could I? It's all listen. It's it's not dis, It's no disrespect to Caleb Plant, and if he uses his motivation, all the more for him. It's just you know, Canelo is the yeah you know, the pound for pound king, right up there with uh 
our boy Bud Crawford. So it, it's going to be a fun fight. It's on Showtime pay per view. I don't know how much it is yet. Although let's uh, you know let's go to the let's go to the tape and see if it's actually on here yet. All right, for you. Let's see. If I click order, let's see if it tells me it's eighty bucks. Okay. The undercard's trash, so you're basically paying eighty bucks for the one fight. Yeah, and what channel is that on? It's Showtime pay per view. So you Showtime pay per view. Yeah, you okay. have to. Yeah, because there's some people think it's free on Showtime. It is not. Trust me, it is not for what Canelo. No, Canelo you're, you're not getting Canelo for free. Any yeah, time. <laughs> that's one of the main. That was one of the main uh, holdups. Like it, they, it, it wasn't going to be on the zone because they wanted, they wanted to make sure these guys got paid. Yeah. Which so, good for Caleb Plant. He'll make some money. I think he's getting ten. Nice, good for him, man. Ten mil, yeah. Oh, dude, it's awesome. So, all right. Um, well, hey, did you want to? So that that's that's our big preview for Canelo Plant. Um, again, hope everybody enjoys that. Enjoy the fight. If you're listening to this and you're in the Pittsburgh area, you're invited. Uh, I, I will be buying the fight, whether you're here or not. So come <laughs> on over. Yeah, my, um, my my party of two for Tyson Fury Wilder three uh, has me uh, has sent to have any throw any more uh, open invites out there. So you just the, can't take the rejection anymore. I can't. I, God, I'm already, <laughs> I'm 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 already I'm already reading don't jump books. So, oh man, it'd be hard <laughs> to jump with that back. That's true. Uh, um, a quick one more quick note. Uh, Haney Diaz is signed December fourth. Yeah, and oh. Huh, I know we didn't talk about it, but your boy Raleigh's out. Yeah, he's I out. Know. Raleigh's out. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> he's out. And Isaac that pit, Cruz, that pit, that pit bull guy. Yeah, Isaac yeah. Cruz is in. Raleigh is out of the tag fight, which we were having so much fun with all his like dumbass videos and like his oh. awful, his awful like shit talking with that like corny voice of his. <laughs> it's a. Uh, that I, I, it's not a it's not a funny subject, but the uh, the text messages that were screenshotted and shown, I was like reading them in the rally voice and just couldn't help but like crack myself up because I'm like, I was like, what woman would take this guy seriously sounding like that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah, so it's December fifth. That's still happening. So big lightweight, uh, big big three week, two two week span for the lightweight division. You got. Uh, Tio Cambosis on the 27th. You got Haney Diaz on the 4th, Tank Cruz on the 5th, and then Loma Comey on the 11th. Yeah. Busy week. Yeah. Busy month. Um, all right. Um, so did you want to do this NBA thing now, or do you want to do it after the World Series? Uh, let's do it now. Okay. The you 20 wanna... or 24 shot clock. 24-second uh... shot clock. Ready? Love it. Love it. Yes. Set go only one thing to talk about the philadelphia 76ers been shorthanded for the last week and a half they're now six and two they are the number one nba team in offensive efficiency which is insane funny what happens when you're not playing four on five offensively every single possession there you go you got the shot off with four seconds to go oh that's what i'm talking about (laughs) five you know know who wouldn't get that shot off ben ben simmons 10, 9, 8, 76ers. Uh, uh, uh. Love it. All right. Well, the World Series happened, came and went, if you blinked. Um, you Boo. Know. Yeah, you know, so Boo. I'm going to say what everybody's thinking. Like, 
it just wasn't that fun or that good. Like, and it wasn't. It, it was. It was a lack of star power. There were. There was really no MVPs, no Cy Youngs, no, no real personalities. Like there were. Uh, what? I'd. I mean, I'd. I'd say Altuve kind of is now. Like four years ago, sure. Like. Uh, all right. All right. Continue. Not, I mean. I mean. The biggest thing was people hating the Astros for being cheaters. cheaters, Like, what, two years ago now? But, like, I mean, the the best player was Kyle Tucker coming into the playoffs, and he wasn't even that great. Like, who who in this World Series had a great World Series? Like, Soler? Soler had a couple of good at-bats. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that that guy Freed who won game six, like, he got shelled game two. Like, the, the, the Atlanta bullpen was, was the story. And five out of six games, they were good. But they got shelled, uh, like, a, a game and a half. Um, yeah, there wasn't a, a really – Acuna, of... Acuna is the most marketable player. And, he did, and he's been he injured for play. half the year or more. Yeah, I mean, the first the – first, no, the first game wasn't. Like, only game three was close. That's why it wasn't interesting to me. Like, it's interesting. And you, I think you brought it up on last week. Like, you, you, you get into it when there's – these are tight games and you get some nut-crunching pitching – in the sixth, seventh, and eighth, the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, where like every pitch just has like the weight of the world on it, and uh, and it just feels like every at bat matters. Yeah. So, but like none of, I mean, every almost every game, like going into the sixth, seventh inning, was like a five run lead. So it just didn't have, it didn't have the pizzazz. But you know, I, the, I will say the Braves, hats off to them. Great team. I mean, absolutely absurd that they were not over five hundred until August sixth. And then somehow rattled it off to go the distance. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, weren't they still weren't they still in first place though? Even though they were under five hundred. No, they were like close. Uh, they they because I think they were like fifty. Maybe it was I think the Phillies the were like fifty eight and fifty five, and they were like fifty five, and they were like right there. I forget maybe, what yeah. it was, but maybe it was before the Mets like epic collapse. Then could have been. Um, so I mean, it, it was cool from the standpoint of like. Uh, they they like coalesced they didn't really have and I, like i was telling our, our betty teddy i was like they they more just won on culture they just made winning a habit they and is it's, it's a stupid cliche but they made the whole worth more than the sum of the parts and they just made it work i, I don't know how like how does that happen and how do, like the like there, there were teams with better lineups. There were teams with better bullpens. There were teams well, with better starting pitching, and they found a way to beat them all. I, well, ha- I, hats off to the key. It was, well, I'll tell, I'll tell you how I think they did. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I don't. You know, I don't. You know, if you want, if you want the actual numbers, this isn't the podcast for you. But the thing that the reason why the Astros lost the World Series, which is what made them so good coming into the World Series, and that the Braves did, I thought, did a good job of throughout the playoffs. Uh, timely hitting with runners in scoring position and two out, two out hits. The Astros um, were awesome at that. I, I forget what the graphic was, but they had like 30, they had like 30, 30 plus like two out hits and um, two out RBIs going into the world series and i think they only had like four if this was at the game five like at point the point of game five 
they only had like four and that's like not counting the second game where they had like nine home runs so like they the red the or the astros just didn't have they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't get hits with runners in scoring position i think the, the big game game four where they ended up going down three one they were leading the entire game um until the seventh inning and they stranded like 14 guys on base, which in run, in scoring position, which you know you're not going to win many games like that, and two out and two out hits. So yeah, and I guess that's kind of my point is like analytics tells you that that stuff all kind of evens out, and analytics tells you that like <laughs> well, analytics tells you that like clutch like isn't a thing, and like it all evens out. But like the Braves bucked that they just want they that again winning on culture just like no when you have guys in scoring position we're gonna tighten up and not let you score like and and i mean the and i mean the other teams it's different because they had you know i mean the dodgers had had pitching other teams had pitching the astros really don't have pitching like it really they were really yeah they they really their their entire team was based on we're just gonna outscore you that's it over the course of a seven-game series, we're going to score more runs than you, and it's going to be enough. And they weren't able to do that in the World Series because, I mean, Granky is really their only big-name guy left, and he can't pitch more than like three innings now at this point in his career. So yeah, yeah, he had some nice pinch hitting though. Uh, yeah, I know he was their, he he was their most reliable hitter in the World Series. I think he was two. <laughs> I can't, he, had, he was two, two of three. I yeah, think, yeah, he was two of three, which is crazy. Um, yeah, um, Altuve. You know, he had some moments, but just just. I was happy enough. for Freddie Freeman. He's been underappreciated for a long time down there, um, so that was cool. Who knows what his future holds? But I, f- um, I, f- I feel nothing good for anyone in that uniform. Boo. Yeah. Um, speaking of the guys in that uniform, I know Dansby Swanson, the hometown boy, was like the big story. Again, he was fine in the World Series. It wasn't great. He was fine. I think he had an error or two. Um, anyway, but. It made it made me think though, Drew. Like, how often does the number one pick in baseball end up going on to like league, almost like, never? That's what I thought too. And then I started looking at it. You ready for this? I, I'd say at least in the last like twenty years, I would think almost never. Okay, that's what I thought too. But are you ready for this? I, I actually looked this up because I was like, oh man, that's like that well, hold on. the happen. only the only guy that I can think of on the top of my head is uh, what's his face, uh, the pitcher from the Nationals. Um, Strasburg. Yeah, that's the only guy I can think of. But go ahead. Okay, so we'll start in 1990. Chipper Jones was the first pick. Um, he got well. He got what? One World Series. Yeah, 93 was a Rod. I mean, okay, one World Series. Uh, 95, Darren Erstad. I I think he they, uh, they, did the Angels end up winning that World Series? That one that he was on. Was was he integral? That was the one to the Giants where they were down three one, uh, maybe. But was he integral to that? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just th- saying guys who were on the team. Uh, uh, Pat Pat Burrell, ninety eight. Oh yeah, good call with the Phils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Hamilton, ninety nine. Did what? Wasn't he on a team? No, nah, like, the Rangers. No, the Rangers, Rangers lost, lost like tw- okay. they they lost like three in a row. Um, Adrian Gonzalez, two thousand. Okay. Um. Joe Mauer, two thousand one, was he? On Wait, a- when did he? Who did? Who did Adrian Gonzalez? Oh, the Red Sox. Red Sox and Dodgers, I think. Right? Was he, he was on the Dodgers last year, was he? No, no, no. He, but did the Dodgers make? No, the World they had, they had, okay. they had, they had won one since eighty uh, eight. Well, I was just thinking if he was on a World Series team. Oh, um, oh I mean, if we're just yeah, you know, giving participation awards, sure. Keep uh, going. 
Joe Joe Mauer for the Twins. Did they win one? No. Okay. I don't think they even went to one. Justin Upton, two thousand five. Did did he was no. he? Okay. No. Uh, David Price, two thousand seven. He was on a World Series winner. Yeah. Uh, Steven Strasburg, two thousand nine. Yeah. Bryce Harper, two thousand ten. No, well he does. He hasn't been to one. I. He won one with the Nationals. No, he was with the Phillies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he was with the Phillies, dude. <laughs> that's so funny. It's uh, not. Twenty eleven, Garrett Cole. Uh, twenty twelve, Car- Carlos Correa. Um, and twenty fifteen, Dansby Swanson. So and, then, of that, and of that list, like only four of them actually won won the World Series. Well, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa, Garrett Cole. That's three. Steven Strasburg. Who did four. Garrett Cole win the World Series with? Houston. Was he on Houston? No, they they lost that year to the Nationals. He was only on Houston. They uh, they tra- the, didn't the Pirates trade him just at the deadline? Was I thought he? Oh, they didn't I win. Thought, they I thought lost he was on. Nation- I thought no. I thought he was there a couple years. No, I don't think so. I think he was just oh, there man. the year they lost to the Nationals. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it was like, well, I mean, Pat Burrell, um, A. Rod. I mean, it was like seven or eight. It was more more than you expect, though. Okay. Interesting. Who'd they give the MVP to last night? That's uh, a great question. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what it was. I mean, that's that's. I guess that's the that's. The, I guess again, my point. Like, who Maybe, would, who would you even give it to? Probably Solaire because he probably had the he had, two, he had two basically two of the biggest hits. Yeah. Um, here I'm Google. Yeah, Solaire. Yeah. Did he get? Yeah, because he had to go ahead, go ahead in game four, and then he, I mean he started him off last night. So yeah, it makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I, 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 that just made me look up those, uh, those first round picks more, more than you would expect. That ended up being good and either playing in the World Series or winning a World Series in the since 1990. So I guess it's 30 years. Yeah, and I wonder how many of those guys were. It was with their original team. Not, not as that. That part was not as many. That was Burl. like Burl. Burl. Um. Uh. uh Strasburg. Um. Where'd my Braves list go? dude? You just said. Chipper Jones. Dansby, Dansby Swanson. Yeah, yeah, Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. All right. Fair enough. Congrats to uh, our go for two co-host Teddy Rapantis, who uh, you know the Braves were good in the mid 1990s, so he's a Braves fan. So good for you, Teddy. Well, I stuck with him for 30 years. <sighs> so much animosity. <laughs> I hate that team. <laughs> All right, NASCAR pit stop. Um, again, Let's I'm gonna go un- untimed here, but uh, you uh, do you do you need not a non-timed uh, clock here to talk about that guy that I was supposed to remind you about, who I already forgot? Denny Hamlin. Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead, do, okay. do that first before I time you. I, I well, dude, it's the semis, and then I and then next week's the championship. So I I I, I just got to cover it. So it's here. Here's the deal. It was at Martinsville. Um, the race was good, and then it got really good at the end. Uh, they they had a, a triple box going. The race for the lead, which was um, Alex Bowman versus Denny Hamlin. Uh, the race to make the championship, uh, and Kurt, or I'm sorry, uh, Brad Keselowski was battling Kyle Busch. And then 
and a third box Truex needed to maintain his point lead and he was battling Kurt Busch. Um, so what ended up happening for the lead was Alex Bowman was to the inside. Denny Hamlin was on the outside and Denny Hamlin, he did, he gave Alex Bowman plenty of room and Alex Bowman made an error and his car slid up the track and wiped out Denny Hamlin from the race. Denny Hamlin went from being like plus 30 or 40 to the good to like plus 11 to the good. Denny Hamlin still made the championship, but he he got he got wrecked, and I, I don't even know what position he finished in. But um, so Alex Bowman ended up taking the lead and winning. Uh, Brad Keselowski coming across the finish line was trying to wreck Kyle Busch to come in second, which was pretty Bush League, um, and we'll get into that too. Truex maintained his spot. So the championship four ended up being Kyle Larson, who had nine wins this year, Chase Elliott, um, and then Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. are teammates, um, and Kyle Larson and um, Chase Elliott are teammates. And so th there was plenty of controversy at the end. Uh, Denny Hamlin was such a jerk uh Alex Bowman the number 48 not in the playoffs Denny Hamlin was pissed because Alex Bowman wrecked him out it wasn't on purpose it was just an error that was made and so firstly Denny Hamlin in the middle of Alex Bowman's celebration and this is the part that had me pissed off in the middle of his celebration Drew where you're supposed to be doing donuts and waving the flag and stuff Denny Hamlin drives over in the middle of his celebration and starts like bumper carring him in the middle of the guy's celebration like oh geez dude we get it you're pissed like you got screwed but like that is not the way to behave in a democracy like that was idiotic and so in the post-race interview he was like that guy sucks he has he has the best car every week and always finishes 10th his teammates you know make him look stupid uh you know he he's a total hack he should he shouldn't even be up here he sucks you know and uh, so promptly afterwards, Alex Bowman's marketing team got t-shirts made that said hack with his signature on it. It'd be like $22, you know, these are coming online. Um, so that, that was funny, but Denny Hamlin was out of line. That pissed me off. Like that was the most fake tough guy thing in the world. Just what, what a candy ass pansy thing to do. Go, go interrupt somebody's, uh, like, like um donut celebration because you got wrecked out like look it was a mistake get over it you're you're, you're still in the championship idiotic and then you might, you might say it grinded your gears it did grind my gears and then kyle bush was all bent out of shape for brad keselowski which i get like that was pretty bush league of keselowski to do that but as somebody pointed out whoever finished second there Say Alex Bowman failed um, post race inspection, then the second place winner, the second place person would be declared the winner, which would then automatically vault them into the championship round. So that's why he was doing it to try and come in second. But still, like they were like back in the pack. It was pretty bush league. Um, so setting the stage for this week, we're in Phoenix. This was this this is the second year in a row the championships in Phoenix, one mile track. It's it's relatively flat. Um, it's it's a very wide track, so there was a lot a lot of action last year. Chase Elliott won Martinsville last year, and then won Phoenix last year to win the championship. He's trying to become the youngest back-to-back -back champion ever. Kyle Larson, 
appears to be a generational talent after winning nine races this year. Um, and I think Denny Hamlin and Truex are just not going to be in the picture. They could be, but I, I think it's going to come down to those uh, those other two guys. Uh, I'm going to say Kyle Larson for the win. He's just been so good and so dominant this year. Um, it's going to feel kind of empty if he doesn't win it because nobody's even won like half the races he's won. So the odds this week are um, Kyle Larson is plus 165. Uh, Chase Elliott's plus 255. Hamlin's plus 300. And Truex is plus 365 to win the championship, not not to win the race. But um, look, Kyle Larson at plus 165, that's what we're going with. Yeah, all, all the eggs in one basket. So maybe Chase Elliott pulls it out. He's the he's NASCAR's favorite driver right now. Kyle Larson, people like him too. Um, both both Hendricks drivers. So uh, yeah, next week's a championship, and then then they don't come back till February. So that's it. Beautiful. Looking forward to it. I, I wonder what the I didn't see what the paint schemes are. I wonder if Chase Elliott's going to be bringing the Hooters back, Drew. I hope so. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So now. That was fun. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm excited. The NFL guillotine picks. Still we survived alive. again. 19 teams entered. Nine are gone. No. Hold the line. Love isn't always on time. Love isn't always all right. Uh, this this guillotine has made me realize how much I hate the NFL. By the way, <laughs> I think every I, week it's hilarious. It's like you know, since Cincinnati just absolutely annihilates Baltimore in Baltimore, like they put up forty five points without breaking a sweat. It's ridiculous, and then they lose to the Jets with a guy who's never even thrown an NFL pass before. Oh, like man. how like there's there's things where it's like I get it it's the NFL like how you like tell me like teams aren't gonna roll over but like then there's that kind of bullshit that's like there's no way that should ever be happening <laughs> ever it's the most parody of any league sport any professional they held they league. held Lamar Jackson and an NFL MVP to like <sighs> they they it, made him because look I said it in the Gopher too this league is predicated on tape. When that Mike, that guy Mike White has no tape, they play a base defense. When you play a base defense against an actual NFL quarterback, they're gonna make plays. Like that's the way it works. Like th- this, this league is predicated on tape, and when there is no tape, it's it's a problem. So, without further ado, um, let's get into the picks for this week. Alrighty. Um, so I'm going to drive here, Drew, you give the lines and who's home and all that, but our number 14, which is our most waiting, our highest confidence pick of the week, we are going to go with Baltimore. I know this one's minus five and a half versus the Vikings. It's, is it in Baltimore? It's in Baltimore. In Baltimore. Baltimore coming off the bye. They need to get that taste out of their mouth after that ass whooping from Cincinnati, and I think I think the Vikings are going to bear the brunt of that. Yeah, and I and see that, and that's probably my biggest downfall in this thing is that I I let the prior week uh, sting stick with me too much, and the fact that the Vikings couldn't beat Cooper Rush, a backup quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, on Sunday night, 
I I just I I can't see how they're going to get up here to to beat the, to beat Baltimore. Well, put it this way again: it's just what it's just whatever the tape shows, and yeah, can you replicate you. whatever the tape shows? Uh, some, I hear some you. teams can, some teams can't. And plus, but we 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 still owe Baltimore a couple picks here since we uh, just trashed them every single week. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, our number thirteen pick. We're going to go with. Buffalo, which I believe is 14.5-point favorites. Yep, they are given 14.5. It's in Jacksonville, so they're on the road. Uh, close close cover, but they got it done for us uh, the other day after they were up uh, up 17 um, for a good 10-minute stretch there. And then Miami, had they had the balls to give up a touchdown, and then Miami had to go for two because of analytics. Uh, but my man Josh Allen was able to get one more tutty in there. Uh, it's a big spread. Jacksonville is just horrendous. I thought that they'd at least be able to be better in garbage time this year, but they're just not. So, uh, even on the road, I think Buffalo covers that two touchdowns. Yeah. And I think what Jacksonville wants to do is run the ball and James Robinson's out. So I'm assuming he's going to be out with that injury. So, um, number 12, we took the Rams, uh, at home versus Tennessee. Given seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. Um, no Derrick Henry. I think that's going to be a big deal. I think Tennessee's a little, a little feisty this game, but I think the Rams, especially after getting Vaughn Miller, are just going to have that sense of urgency and just, just try and really put it on Tennessee. Yeah, did they sign Peterson? Is that was that, Did that actually happen? Um, Tennessee, yes, yes, but I don't think he's ready yet. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I don't think it's gonna make a difference. Yeah, Tennessee, it's that's a lot of points anyway. For well, I guess they're getting seven and a half, but um, yeah, they're gonna it's gonna be all on Tannehill to uh to feed the receivers, and I I I don't like it against this the Rams. The Rams are uh they're uh, they're just a well tuned machine right now, scoring touchdowns and and stacking up wins. Yep. All right, number 11, we have Dallas uh, at home versus Denver plus seven and a half. Sorry, I, I'm stealing your thunder. I actually pulled up the, the sheet. Oh, you're well. good then. There you go, bro. <laughs> drive. You drive. Um, I'm going to kick I'm gonna kick the feet up and just have some side commentary. No, I um, so I think, again, we don't know if Dak is back. We're assuming he will be. Um, and if he is, then I really like this pick even more. Um, but Denver, I think that loss of Von Miller is going to sting some, uh, at least that, that first week. And plus, I think Dallas is, is going to get back to scoring points, which I don't know if Denver could could keep up with them. Yeah, I mean, to me, trading Von Miller is pretty much waving the white flag here, realizing they're not as good as their three and one start may have uh, led some people to believe. So, yeah, I like Dallas to cover there. All right, um, number ten. Uh, we're gonna take the Chargers uh, on the road against Philadelphia. The the Chargers are minus two and a half. Uh, this one, we're, I think, we're kind of bucking uh, what the what others like the public might be doing, and we're kind of trying to outsmart Vegas here. Um, I think that that Chargers bl- was just a random blip last week, coming off the bye against the Patriots. I think they kind of get back to being the better version of themselves this week. And at two and a half points, it's not a lot of points to cover. Philly winning by 40-some, I think that's just 
Detroit. It's Detroit, yeah. Jalen Hurts. I think yeah. I think that's given Philly a, a false sense of confidence. Yeah, Hurts still stinks. Um, they, I'm sure they'll still be be you know come out committed to the run like they haven't been all season before Detroit. But I, I don't think it's enough. I think I think Hurts is going to have to make plays, and they won't be there till they're down three touchdowns. So. I like the Chargers. If it's basically a pick 'em game, like we talked about, even though they're traveling to the East Coast, I uh, I I I like the Chargers. I'm going to pick the better team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, now number nine, uh, we are going to take the 49ers on the road in division at Arizona. Um, it's uh, they are getting two and a half points. Um, Kyler Murray's out. We don't. I guess is it Mike Glennon the backup? I, I, I probably. Don't even know. Yeah, probably. Um, I I just think San Francisco is going to smell blood in the water, and I think so much of what Arizona does is predicated on Kyler Murray being unpredictable. Um, again, this might be one of those situations where there's not a lot of film, but Mike Glennon's been around a while, so there is film on Mike Glennon, but. Yeah, and the um, Niners, but the not Niners, necessarily in this offense. Well, actually, I think I think Glennon's actually the Giants' backup, but either. Oh, either, oh yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, oh he yeah, is. that's He's right. There, but it doesn't matter. Um, I and I think that the Packers. I'm gonna look it up now because I don't the, even. The Packers exposed the Cardinals' run defense pretty heavily last Thursday, and I mean the Niners have a plethora of backs. Yeah, they're they're a run first team. I, I think they win a close game. So I'll take the points. I'll take the points. Well, see now I gotta know. Hold on a second. Who's her backup? Yeah, is Blake, who, is it Blake Bortles? That'd be funny. No, Blake Bortles got signed by um, Green Bay. Oh God! Just like a couple hours ago. Oh, Colt McCoy. Oh, can I change my answer? He's a beast. No, you can't change your answer. Okay. Um, on that note, we are going with number eight. Number eight. Number eight. The Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I think they're fake. I don't think they're – even though they went and beat the Chargers. But Carolina is just uh, – I, I don't I don't know what to make of Carolina. So yeah. it's in Carolina. Um, home, Carolina's home dog, so maybe that's a good pick to have. But we're going with the Pats to cover the three and a half. Yeah, it's CMC's um, still not back. Yeah, CMC's – again, and it's just how, – how do you pick the Patriots? I don't know. Um, uh, the The – Patriots even seem to have a slogan now, Damian and the D. Um, you know, they're just they're just feeding the ball to Damian Harris and relying on the defense and I don't know if Carolina can overcome that. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, okay, number seven, Las Vegas. Um, you know, uh which is uh, on the road giving the Giants three and a half. Um rugs, you know, the terrible accident. Uh, has been cut. So again, we have Vegas here, just with off the field issues. Uh, they rallied last time and and won. And Gruden's absence. Um, they're coming off by. I think they're just the better team. Um, and even though the Giants continue to play close games, um, we are gonna go with Vegas to cover the three and a half. Yep, I'm with you. Okay, moving right along. Number six. Uh, man, we like didn't know what to do this game. Um, Kansas City minus two and a half at home versus Green Bay. Um, at first, I picked Green Bay because anytime Aaron Rodgers is getting points, I've just been taking him. Yeah. 
but he lied about getting vaccinated or said he had some kind of alternative vaccination or something. I don't know. And he has COVID, so he's not playing. Um, so I guess we'll see what Jordan Love has. Like I told Drew, Green Bay's defense is still going to show up, and Kansas City still stinks on offense right now. But without line, Aaron, without Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Good. it's two and a half. Without Aaron Rodgers in the clutch, plus Mason Crosby's been missing field goals this year. So we're going back to Kansas City. Well, it's now um, seven. It's now seven and a half. By the way. Is we're, it really? Our, our Monday line was two and a half. It's now, yeah, Vegas now has it at seven and a half for the Chiefs. So we're, there's, we're getting five extra points there, so that's good. Yeah, yep. Um, okay, so number five. Big division game here. Cincinnati uh, over Cleveland by three and a half in Cincinnati. Um, all kinds of OBJ drama in Cleveland. Um, they, Cleveland needs to get back to running the ball, which they were not able to do against Pittsburgh. Cincinnati um, reeling off of that Jets loss. Uh, they need to get right. Um, and so we're going to take Cincinnati at home, three and a half uh, over Cleveland. Yep. Um, number four, uh, the six and two New Orleans Saints at home over Atlanta by six and a half points. Kind of a lot of points for division. Um, but I think losing calvin ridley is a big deal for atlanta i think teams can now actually start to game plan for cordero patterson a little bit more um now they're still moving him around everywhere but i think they could start to at least like be prepared for some of that stuff um and new orleans i think is if they get Taysom hill back i think they're just going to start to do more of that unpredictable running wildcat throwing kind of stuff Taysom hill was good last year in the limited action he saw so um, New Orleans is a, on a little bit of a roll, so we're going to take them to cover the six and a half points at home over Atlanta. Yeah. Um, number three, debated this one Monday night, Chicago, Pittsburgh. Chicago's getting six and a half points. Um, what the way I described it to Drew is one, Pittsburgh is struggling to score much points, so like they're even they they're struggling to even get into the twenties. Um, number one, number two, it's at night. So kicking's already going to be difficult and passing is going to be difficult. And the Steelers, number three, uh, their kicker got concussed last game on that ridiculous fake field goal. Um, so I think all that leads to like a low scoring game. Um, and I, so I think Pittsburgh wins again, and it, but I think it's tight again, six and a half points. I think Chicago is going to cover. Um, you got any thoughts on that one? Uh, I, yeah, I, we, we went back and forth. J.O.'s, J.O.'s always got the better barometer of, of the Steelers. And I, I just can't get the, uh, 62 to nothing, uh, bludgeoning from the Buccaneers out of my head and how bad fields looked with the Bears. Those are all good points though. With Pittsburgh, it's cold, cold weather game run, you know, a run to basically to the Steelers should be a run first team. Cause Najee Harris is such a friggin' monster. Um, and that's all the bears want to do. So I think it's low scoring and I think it makes sense to take the six and a half. So my, again, I, I was with the bears just, or I, I was with the Steelers just because I, I'll never be able to get that, that image out of my, <laughs> <laughs> out of my head. 
Yeah. Um, and then here's where we just start to just throw our hands up and, and not know. Um, just terrible teams. Our number two ranked uh, game this week. Uh, we landed on Miami minus seven and a half uh, at home over Houston. I think if Tyrod plays, I think Houston has a shot to cover that. Even if Tyrod plays too, we think yeah, possibly. If Tyrod and Tyrod both play, I think it's a lock. Um, but with Miami, uh, I don't know. Like, do I trust them to beat somebody by seven and a half by eight points? No, no. Uh, <laughs> but but I, Houston hasn't covered any any of these big spreads since here. Tyrod played week one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so uh, we we landed on Miami somehow. Um, and then number one, the Thursday night gem. Uh, we're 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 gonna chomp on the Tide Pods a little bit more this week and uh, take the Jets. They're they're getting 11 and a half points it's in indianapolis i think indy should win by two touchdowns but they haven't done that yet so but can the jets can the jets win one week in dramatic fashion and come back and keep it close on the road the next week on a thursday yeah thursday probably not but i don't know like 11 and a half points it just feels like a ton on a thursday night yeah i feel like all the third and i I should have looked this up because you know we do our due diligence on this podcast i feel like every thursday night game has been relatively close and score not the games themselves don't feel close but i feel like the final scores end up getting within 10 points um of each of of each other so I just to me it's it's a lot of points. The Colts just you know Wentz the kicker, everybody but the guy they don't give the ball to in, inside the uh, inside the ten seems to seems to uh, find ways to lose games for this team. So uh, I just I just think we take the points. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So that's the guillotine this week. We're gonna keep rolling the march towards eleven hundred dollars. Hell yeah, baby! We may we may end up. Oh no, wait, we won't be there. Yeah, we we may we may be one of what like five teams left by time December eleventh comes. We you may just need to stay Sunday and watch the games here. Oh my gosh, that'd be electric. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, well, I guess it's that special time, time for the parlay. Parlay. Uh, I just continue to let us down on the parlay. I am in a fish, uh, official metric rut. Uh, I just cannot get anything right. I'm scrambling. So this week I am going to go with Canelo to win by stoppage, minus 200. That's going to be my pick, Drew. You're you're like going way out there, huh? Oh, you're t- oh by stop. Uh, okay, by stoppage. Right. Yeah, minus two hundred. All right, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna. Can I pick a basketball game tomorrow night? Sure. <sighs> I'm gonna take the. I don't. There's no line on uh, on ESPN yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Jazz on the road to beat the Hawks. Hawks coming off a of back to back. They just got whooped by Brooklyn tonight. Uh, I'm gonna. I think the I think the Jazz put in some work and uh, and take that W uh, tomorrow. Okay, so Jazz, so money line or to cover the spread? Well, I'm cover the spread. I don't, I don't okay. know what it is yet, but we'll, we'll have them cover. I imagine it's probably going to be like five, something like that, because it's uh, they're they're on the road. I I like that. Let's let's get let's get silly. Okay, Jazz to cover on Thursday night, and then Canelo to win by stoppage. On Saturday. 
You want to take an NFL game? Get it even juicier? Yes. You want to take the Chargers minus one and a half? No. <laughs> All right. I guess we're not taking a. <laughs> I mean, Baltimore over the Vikings is the one I'd want to take. Yeah, not not the Rams over the Titans. Seven and a half. Um, we can do that if you want. It's especially because it's a night game. Yeah, let's do Rams over Titans. Okay. Let's see what the Titans are made of. All right, so we got the get a little three ski. We got some. We got we got a uh, back to our ri- or origins. Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna do some boxing, some basketball, and some pigskin. Love it. Let's get it love going. It, love it. Love it. Okay. Well, I think that about does us for for bar one, right? Sure does. All right, so I'll assume the position. You just you just stay right where you are, Big Daddy. I'll, I'll assume the position. Ready? Three. Uh, this coke two, is sweet. Three, two, one. Ugh. Okay, I'm back to my Yingling Golden Pilsner. I don't care what anybody says. I'm enjoying the hell out of these. Hey, man. Beer's beer, right? As long as it's cold, it's good. Yep, that's my favorite kind of beer, cold. Uh, I feel like we could, we could definitely make a country music song out of that. Make some money. Yeah. Beer is beer. As long as it's cold, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I I thought uh, I was talking to my mom this week. She broke my heart, and I went and played with some wood. And um, I told Double her. Double entendre. I, I said something to the effect of, "I'm just trying to make a buck and take a day off." And I was like, "That sounds like a country song. <laughs> that's gonna be my country song whenever I whenever I learn how to both play guitar and sing." Sweet. Speaking of singing, um. You won the uh, the scary movie poll last week. Congrats! I didn't even realize. Um, thanks for. Uh, I, I wasn't me know. as upset about that one. That one could have went either way. Saw was a good one by you, and then they were just classic thrillers, and it just kind of. De- I didn't really go the thriller route, so kind of depended if that's the way you were leaning. Yeah, well, from, I'm a little bit surprised it wasn't closer. From the voters I talked to, uh, zombie the zombie genre is not for everybody, and that's what uh, I get swung that. a couple votes my way. I was surprised though the Exorcist didn't didn't even it out more because like ev- everybody is freaked out by the Exorcist. Yeah, the shine the the Shining was a a touch point for people. People love the Shining. Everyone loves yeah, Jack. Yeah, which man. I didn't go, I didn't go the thriller route. Everybody so loves I, I Jack. It. So yeah, and Johnny. I mean that put, put that put here's Johnny on the map. It sure did. Don't don't think, <laughs> don't 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 think Johnny Carson put himself on the map. Jack made that line famous. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so for beer two this week, um, you know, I I threw this, I I basically strong arm Drew into this one, and it actually turned out to be a hell of a topic. Um, sure did. So, in honor, don't use the word honor and offend you, but in okay. light of the Braves winning the World Series, their first one since 1995, I said to Drew, I was like. You know, we we should go back and see what movies were in 1995 and do like our top five movies of 1995. Wow. Yep. Wow. 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 Okay. Wow. So, um, we're we're gonna give our list first, and then kind of give the rundown after the list because honestly, whatever five I have and whatever five you have, aren't gonna do 1995 justice. Um. So on that note, how do you want to do this? Um, you want to go first, number I'll five. Go, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. We won't do honorable mentions since God, you could have fifty honorable mentions with this list. Uh, 
My th this this actually might cost me my streak here, and I may lose, but I don't care. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, bro, is my number five. Nice. I yeah. think it's I think it's unfortunately a forgotten movie of the. I guess it's not a trilogy anymore because they've made a couple of uh, a couple thousand of them. A, a couple, yeah, since since the third one. But my God, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson are absolutely hilarious in this movie, man. Like their chemistry is so good. Like they're sitting there, they're in the park, like doing doing the jugs with the water and the bombs. It, it, I anytime it's on TV, I don't care where this this movie defines rewatchable. I'm leaving it on. I'm laughing my ass off. Like they're they're amazing. I like the plot with Hans Gruber's brother. They even did the whole fake robbery thing again. Uh, it, it was so good. I, I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. So the cast casting phenomenal. The cursing, phenomenal, and again, Willis and uh, Jackson's um, chemistry is just off the friggin' charts, dude. Yeah, and I will say that uh, I ended up going pretty heavy on the comedies, and it's, again, the the rewatchability, like you just said, there's so many, yeah, heavily can, weighed yeah. on my list. Yeah. So, without further ado, number five, heavyweights. I didn't even, I didn't even go that far and see that. Yep, heavyweights number five, which that's number five. So, wow. <sighs> All right, go ahead. Number four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to my Disney roots here, bro. I'm gonna go Toy Story. It's number nice. four. Nice. Uh, I almost had it. I almost had it. Right? I, I kind of thought you and I could have totally five different movies and both have awesome lists. Oh my god. We might, we might go, it might happen. Dude, Tim, Tim Allen, uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, you know, it's Disney's. Was that was that their first Pixar? I believe so. I mean, it's it dude, it it still holds it still holds its weight. Still today. holds water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still plays. Uh, they had three sequels after it. They're doing a um a a, a what do you call it? Buzz Lightyear standalone film. Uh, this summer is the next release with Chris Evans playing Buzz Lightyear, which is gonna be pretty awesome. It's just a great, it's a good feel-good movie. Friendship. Oh, it's fantastic! Great pick. Yeah, yeah. The, I the, almost the, had it on mine. Yeah. The, the value of friendship. You've got a friend in me. You know, I mean, God, you know. Oh, so I'm sure good. you've got that tattooed on your ass with a picture of me right on your your left 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 butt cheek. Yep, I got I got you on the left butt cheek and Woody on the right butt cheek. That's oh, perfect. Um, number four. Uh, near and dear to my heart, Ace Ventura when nature calls. Yes, oh, I was close. I was close. Um, I think it's actually better than the first one, uh, personally. Mm. And me, uh, I always had a bond with my mother on this movie because we, she would just randomly come up to me in the house and just whisper in my ear, "Your balls are showing, Bumblebee tuna." <laughs> <laughs> so we we love that Bumblebee tuna. And the, what's he yelling about? He says that she's not a virgin. They can tell that. They can tell that. <laughs> <laughs> Your aura is weakening. Uh, just oh my gosh, I love that movie. So what, a, what, so what about my medallion of spirituality? Here, take mine. This took you eighty years to achieve. I don't like it anymore. It is really good. I still, I still think the first one was better. Um, Most people do. I think the I, second I one insisted on the, the second insisted one. I, well, it's funny because I've probably seen the second one more times than I've seen the first one. But I, I still think the first one's tossed. But yeah, I, I, it, I, I, I knew I, you were I gonna, I knew that, you were yeah. gonna pick that one. Um, I love that so movie. I think I, I think I left it off my list purposely, so we wouldn't double up there. But yeah, that is a good one. 
So, all right, what's your uh, number three? My number three, I'm I'm gonna roll into the comedies here. I'm gonna take Tommy Boy. There's nice. a lot of there's a lot of comedies to pick from, so I tried to shift. I tried to mix up my my genres on this list. Uh, I, I yeah, Chris Farley. I think David Spade might be one of the most underrated uh, comedic actors of that like '90s era. I love that yeah. dude. I, I think he's hilarious. Uh, yeah. He's one of the only reasons I even saw those stupid grown up movies that uh, Sam yeah. did because I love David Spade. He's just so funny. I mean, there's so many good things with Tommy Boy. Rob Lowe's in it. Um, Tommy Wiggy. That guy in a little coat. Um, when he when he try every time he tries to recreate his dad saying about uh you know I can stick I can stick my hand up a uh, I can stick my head up, up I, a bull's I can stick ass my, yeah I can stick my head up a bull's ass but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. <laughs> I mean you keep butchering that the whole time. Yeah. Uh and Richard at the when he when he when he breaks the car door with the gas and he comes out he pulls <laughs> it off. What did you do? What did uh, you Tommy, do? Not yeah. so much here and not so much here. Yeah, but right here. So yeah, so many good comments. I know you're gonna have you're gonna have one that I want. I was gonna put here, but I I I'll watch Tommy Boy over this one that you're gonna have any day. Num number three. Um, I, this is this is where I deviated from the comedies. Ah, uh, damn! I was gonna say on cue. Uh Braveheart. Okay. The English are too many. Freedom. It's too long. Oh, I I don't care. It's so good. They can take our lives, but they can never take our freedom. Uh, long shanks. I love it. Nah, it's it's up there. He says this. This is how good. This is how good 1995 was. He says I'm fine, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. All right, what's your number two? I'm going seven, man. I, uh, I nice. I've grown an even more appreciation for the movie as I've gotten older and understand more of it. Um, yeah, Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, uh, Gwyneth's head in a box. The acting is, the acting is, is tremendous. The story is awesome. I, we, we talked about this in our twist top five. I don't really consider the ending a twist that Spacey had killed his wife and put her head in the box. I think that's just kind of the story. Um, but that's just blood chilling when that whole scene where you find out it's his wife's head in the box and the whole it. movie just freaks me out yeah it's uh oh, dude it's so good yeah it's it's very yeah it's it's not like over the top graphic like they don't show you it's not like saw ah! where they okay. i mean it, you see a lot more in photo in like oh photo. i don't think i've i've i don't think i've ever recovered from the whole bloody aftermath of like the like hooker like Oh Thank god! Oh I've, god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've, I, I to this day I don't think I've recovered from that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the the guy that he basically chained and starved to death and was basically just uh, uh somehow breathing oh, corpse for the yeah. year. Uh, dude, it's uh, the movie's so good. It's Pitt. Like, people people shit on Brad Pitt's acting, which I think isn't fair. I think he's really good. And Morgan Morgan Freeman's. Good. I even love the police captain. I forget that he he always plays that like old like angry guy. I forget his name, but even he was—he was great in his like fifteen words that he had to say in the movie. <laughs> so yeah, seven. Uh, what do you call it? The guy or what? A, what? A, what? A, what? Two two great movies in a five-year span from um, David Fincher. He does seven, then he does Fight Club. Oh man, awesome. Um. All right, number two, and I think this is where you thought I was going. Billy Madison. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I mean. It's Ooh, a great Mr. movie. Penguin. I just, yeah, <laughs> it's really good. I just a top more of a Tommy Boy. Guy. All right, no yelling on the bus. Good, great, grand, wonderful. 
Uh, yeah, man, that's that's my number two, Billy Madison. I mean, I, what 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 can I say? Do you have any more gum? More gum? More gum? More gum? Do you have any more gum? When he calls uh he calls Steve Buscemi's character yeah. apologizes. I was for... just talking with somebody at work about that. <laughs> he apologizes for bullying. Oh no, no problem, man. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that at all. Crosses, Crosses his, his name, name off, off the hit list. list. Oh my god! Shows up so at the end with a high powered rifle and just cheeses and waves. Yee. It's so good, man. Buscemi, you what have career? Made all what... of us dumber for that answer. What a career he made for himself, man. He does that. He does that. That cameo that he he gets his big role as Donnie and uh in Lebowski and then blows up. Nudie magazine day. Nudie magazine day. All right, go ahead. I'm actually. I, I think I'm probably gonna win because if this isn't your number one, I I feel like I'm gonna get a biased voting here. Uh, it's gotta be Bad Boys. Easy, <laughs> easy. It's easily. I was gonna say. I hope. I hope you don't shoot yourself in the foot here. It's nah. easily the it's easily the most rewatchable movie of 1995. Uh, it's the movie that made Will Smith, I think, an absolute superstar, movie superstar. Uh, him and Martin Lawrence are absolutely amazing. They're hilarious. Like I, I don't even know how to rank the scenes. They're just so funny together. They're the best, and it's probably one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie is where they're the bad guys find out where the girl is at uh, at Will Smith's um, apartment, and they do that whole chase scene through like this like downtown Miami ish area, and like it ends with like Will Smith's running with his shirt unbuttoned, and it's like you know all like that man meets hanging out, and then Martin Lawrence is jumping on top of the cab, and then that music's going. And then they're about to hit Martin Lawrence with a car, and Will Smith out of nowhere jumps and rolls out, gets him out of the way, and then they get up in slow motion, out of breath, and just like staring off at the car. God, such a Michael Bay movie, bro. Yeah, um, it's bad boys. I- I'm Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Everybody wants to be like Mike. Plus I, John I, Sally. Plus John Sally has a cameo in it. Yeah, good point. I I was gonna put Bad Boys. Oh, on, you're toast. Uh, on number five. But then I was like, Drew's not even going to think of heavyweights, and if that heavyweights is going to win me that because it, uh, I don't heavyweights know, man. like not having heavyweights on your list is a big error, and so and like like more so than not having bad boys. That's why I did I, that. I disagree. I think it depends on our depends on which one of our nine friends is going to vote this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> what so, you got? I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, Tommy Boy, you said you would watch it oh, over Billy Madison. Go. Yeah, so so would I. Uh, Tommy Boy is the ultimate movie of 1995. It is, I mean, it's just Chris Farley, man. Like, he was one in a million. And, like, this is him in his prime. Like, Black Sheep, yeah. Like, other ones, yeah. Like, also amazing. But Tommy Boy, Chris Farley, like, it doesn't get better. No, it doesn't. I, I just couldn't not put it as number one. So, again, my num- my list is Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, Braveheart, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and Heavyweights, and yours is... Oh, you want me to do it? Uh, yeah. Bad, Bad Boys, Seven, uh, Tommy Boy... What was my four? Um, that's why I kicked it to you. <laughs> Toy Story. Wait, to- yeah, sorry. Toy Story, and then number five, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. So you went more action, I went more comedy, um, you know. The, the, but, but I mean, speaking of which, I mean, 
My gosh, 1995. Think, everyone, we're going to give you th- three to five seconds. Think of your favorite 90s movies. I bet you half of them that you just thought of in this three to five seconds, we're about to list from 1995. All right, let me let me rattle it off, and you, you fill in what, what I don't have. And I'm just going to go oh, my God, list here. If, go ahead. I'm just going to go my list here, and you, some of these were on your list, but... Bad Boys, Apollo 13, 7, Heat, Jumanji, Toy Story, Canadian Bacon, Major Pain, Dangerous Minds, Casino, The Net, Powder, Mortal Kombat, GoldenEye, Batman Forever, The Quick and the Dead, Congo, Desperado, which Desperado was a little bit of a cult hit with guys our age, because remember it was on like late night HBO where they showed a little bit of nudity? There's, there's a Selma Hayek sex scene in it, yep. Waterworld, Clueless, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which you had, Pocahontas, the Brady Bunch movie, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, uh, Rats, Friday, and then some lesser-known ones, uh, Mr. Holland's, oh, did I say Mr. Holland's Opus, Bridges in Madison County. The Usual Suspects. Uh, that was 95, too? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my personal favorite, Under Siege 2. Species species yeah showgirls show oh my gosh 12 monkeys yeah i'm like hackers oh yeah sorry if you were still going empire Empire records which a lot of like true film people probably would have as number one uh to die for with nicole kidman the basketball diaries with leo major pain yeah major pain judge dread dude this is this is in in one year the, you say Quick and the Dead, right? Yeah, yeah, like the Quick and the Dead. While while you were sleeping, that was out- ninety five too. Yep, Outbreak, Get Shorty. Outbreak was ninety five. Yep, Dracula, oh. Dead and Loving It, which was a pretty funny movie. Babe the Pig. Babe, yeah. Uh, um, the Indian in the Jesus. Cupboard was nineteen ninety five. Dead Man Walking. Yeah, Dead Man Walking. Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> That's oh god! I forgot Dolph Lundgren was in there. Tales yeah. from the Crypt, a goofy movie, dude. This there, is oh the mighty oh, the Power Rangers movie. The oh Power Rangers god. movie, yeah, I did see this that. Is, this is insane. I know there's so many iconic. Oh, Waterworld. You said was that. Ninety five. Yeah, oh, that. did I? Okay, yeah. yeah Virtuosity, Russell Crowe, lesser popular Russell Crowe film. Congo, Vampire in Brooklyn. That that was one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, wow. I mean, this is dude. This is what I'm, like, I, dude. I'm only I'm, I'm, that's just like the for dead presidents. Yeah, I mean, for for a random like topic that we were just like, ah, oh, let's just do that. It'll be ni- the Braves '95, haha. Like, my gosh, was every gonna, year in the '90s like this? I'm gonna sort this by U.S. box office. Let's see. Oh God, is this this highest? No, I guess this has to be lowest. Remember uh, Dangerous Minds, where they did. Uh, Gangster Paradise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm too blind to see you and me. All right. What do you think? What do you think were the five highest grossing movies of 19? I feel like Bad Boys. Bad Boys was more of a TV movie. So highest grossing of 19. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Apollo 13. That was number three. Jumanji. 173 million. Jumanji. Jumanji's not. Wow. Um, Waterworld was a big one at the time. Not top five. Oh, my gosh. 
Jumanji uh, was seven, by the Braveheart. way. Braveheart. Uh, Braveheart was not. Die Hard with a Vengeance. That was top ten. I think that was ten. That was ten. Uh, the the Batman one. That was two. Hundred eighty four million. Which that one and like Jim Carrey was the Joker in that one. Imagine no, he was the Riddler. Uh, no, sorry, the Riddler and um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy was Lee Jones was, was two imagine yeah. um, like imagine today. Oh, was like it Golden Eye? Because James Bond always does good. Golden Golden Eye was number six. Okay, by two million bucks. Man, what was number one? Toy All Story. Right. So number one was Toy Story. Okay, hundred ninety-one million. Two Batman Forever one eighty-four. Apollo thirteen, one seventy-three. Number four, Disney again, man. Pocahontas. Pocahontas, right? One forty-one. Number five, your movie, bro. Ace Ventura with Nature Calls at $108 million. Validates my number four pick. Number six was Goldeneye. Seven, Jumanji. Eight, Casper. Casper, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure I went and saw that in theaters, dude. I'm actually shocked that number nine, that seven, did this well at the box office. Because usually those type of movies don't like... Yeah, good point. They don't really do that well. And then number t- number ten's Die Hard with a Vengeance. I'm just gonna get a fifteen. Okay. Eleven was Crimson Tide. Did you oh, yeah. did you say Crimson Tide when you no. went through that list? No, I I took it off the list because there were so many others. That's ins- yeah, that's insane that that was ninety five. Twelve was Waterworld, which was awful. Uh, Thirteen was Dangerous Minds. Fourteen, Mr. Holland's Opus. Fifteen, While You Were Sleeping. And then six, 16, oh, let's keep going. 16 was Congo, which I saw in the movie theaters with my mom, which was a solid flick. 17, Father of the Bride 2, hilarious. <laughs> 18 was Braveheart. 19, Get Shorty. And 20, The Bridges of Madison County. I mean, just a, a juggernaut. Like, what? Dude. What crazy. were they drinking in the water in, in, in Hollywood that year? My Nine goodness. months with Hugh Grant was also in 1990. This is fucking insane, yeah. bro. Yeah. Waiting I mean, to dude, exhale. Bad Boys was twenty eighth. Yeah, the American Bad, Bad President. Bad Boys was was more of a cult on like yeah. like Cinemax or whatever. The the American President came out too, man. Lord, dude, I know that was nuts. I, it it was it was it was very crazy. Um, I, I will say, uh, Clueless almost made my top five. Clue that was close. I, I yeah, was, that was, was that was my honorable mention. I mean, I I don't even remember. I don't. I think I watched it back when, but oh, how about did I say Casino? You did say it, yeah. Okay. Um, there was a Halloween movie, uh, First Night, with um, uh, Sean Connery playing, uh, what's his name? Um, King Arthur. And uh, it's been one year to the date. God rest, uh, God rest his soul. Oh, no, that was, I think it was a couple days ago. It was a one-year anniversary of Sean Connery passing away. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Did I say that? Yeah, that was twenty one. Oh, that was sorry. That was thirty one. Um. Yeah. I mean, just what? What? What a, a, what a year! Of a year. What a year! Um. All right. Well, that's that's all we got really for beer two. Oh, Mallrats. Did I say that? Yeah, I did say yeah, that. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Um. That that's really all we got for beer two this week. It was it was a light week for us. Um. We had just had stuff going on, but um. Plus, watching the World Series and everything else, but it ended up being a, a fun little assignment, man. My gosh, I mean, <laughs> we might have, we might have, we might have to do this, make this a monthly top five, pick a year, and just go through the seriously uh, go through the list of movies because it was I, and this was hard. We, we 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 you know what we really should do that and start ranking the years because can anything even touch ninety five <sighs> after that? Like, 
we'll have to go. It was absurd. Like both of our lists are absurd. The, and we had one crossover. It would have to. I, I've. I mean, again, I not looking at it. It would have to be quality over quantity to to even touch ninety five. Like yeah. you'd have you'd have to have like a year oh, where like Star Wars and you, Lord of the Rings. I, I, both I, I, came I was out. Yeah. I was just about to say. I think you need a Star Wars, a Lord of the Rings, a Batman movie, and like some big time rom com to uh, to even touch this. We're looking at like two thousand four or something. Yeah, it would have to be wild. But yeah, maybe yeah, maybe we'll make this. Uh, Maybe we'll make this once, uh, once a month. We'll pick a year and we'll start going. We'll start going through them. We'll start. We'll do, we'll do ninety five to two thousand twenty one, <laughs> and then we'll we'll see which year had the best year for movies. My God, I mean, what a thing we stumbled on. Stout. Jeez. Yeah. Did that? What's what's the line from Will Ferrell? Did that go the way you thought it would? Is this gonna go? Nope. Nope. Love it. All right, man, Drew. Way to way to come through this week. Uh, good show as always, my man. As and always, and hey, we're going to the garden. We're going, going to, to the, the garden. We're going Loma to the garden. Strasvojka. We're just we're just gonna walk around saying Strasvojka to everybody. Literally, what, what's, everybody. what's your other one? Ka 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 ta ta. <laughs> it's gonna be great. These oh, guys really man. like saying hello and yelling yes. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. It's gonna be awesome, bro. Uh, All right, man. Well, Drew, as always, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.